Stick Jazz, the Blue Shift Big Band plays iconic video game hits. Um, it's put out by a label in LA called I Am 8-Bit. They are sort of video game collectible specialists. So they release uh, original soundtracks on vinyl and special special edition cartridges of old school games, Nintendo games and stuff like that. And they've been amazing to work with. So we recorded this album in January of 2020. And then the entire world shut down, you know, a, a couple of months yeah. later. Hey everybody, it's Mike Jeff for Chicago Jazz Magazine, chicagojazz.com, and welcome to another episode of Around Town. Today I am excited to be joined by two guests. We've got Joel Bear, we've got Chris Parsons, but we're talking about one specific band, and it's the Blue Shift Big Band. They have a steady second Monday of every month at Andy's Jazz Club, and they also have a brand new recording coming out where they, they tribute video game tunes. Yes, it's not big band music, it is video game tunes, although when you listen to the recording, it sounds like a big band. So we're going to talk all about that and their inspirations and everything else. And they have another recording in the can that's going to be coming out later this year with the great guy King. So guys, welcome to the show. And, uh, you know, I'm always curious, uh, how did this big band start? Now, I know how tough of a project it is to get everybody together, everybody like-minded together, but there's got to be two guys that actually kicked this off and it was you two guys. So how did you guys first meet? Chris, you want to take this one and, and, and fill us in a little bit on how you guys first met to even form this band? Yeah. Joel and I met a long time ago. I can't count that high, but we met in college, um, went to school together and we were in combo together and uh, a few other ensembles and really hit it off as friends, had a lot of similar interests and, uh, when we graduated, we would play together on a church gig, and Joel would get me on some blues gigs. And but we would always talk about this love of big band that we had. And um, gosh, it was probably what six or seven years ago at this point. Joel calls me up and says, "Let's just start one." We, he had enough stock charts. We just kind of started off as a reading band, and pretty quickly realized we could do something with this, and shifted pretty quickly to doing original arrangements for the band. And um, yeah, been going strong ever since. So Joel, Joel, I mean, you're a drummer. I'm a drummer, right? And you know, we have our we have our uh, probably our favorite big band drummers. But you know, it's one thing to be able to play the music of Count Basie, play the music of Ellington, play the music of you know, um, oh my gosh, all of those different incredible bands, all the way back from you know the beginning of the turn of the 20th century. But to start putting a band together and get out of the reading side of it and actually get into the part of like writing, composing, arranging your own original stuff, that's a whole other animal and that's a whole other project. So, I mean, Joel, how did how did you guys decide you wanted to start doing originals? Did you guys play together as a big band for a while and say, okay, I've got the right guys here. I've got the right guys that are going to understand what's happening and they're going to really be into doing this and we're going to work together and really create a band rather than just people showing up to read stock charts. Yeah. So as Chris said, it did start as a reading band. And then as we started getting more consistent personnel and guys who seemed to really like doing it, um, I started thinking about wanting to record. And the thing about recording is, for me, there's no reason to record a Basie chart or a Buddy Rich chart. We'll never play them as good as those bands played them. You know, they were playing them every night. Yeah. But if we can record new music, um, we can we can play it better than anybody else. We can do our thing with it. So I think that was the the spark that started 
uh, us commissioning original arrangements from all kinds of Chicago arrangers. Tom mm-hmm. Matta, Mike Pinto, Chris is writing for the band. Neil Carson is writing for the band. Um, Richie Palos. We've got so many great arrangers in the band. John Dorhauer, Nick Roach, Andrew Meyer. So, man, we've got a full book of original arrangements that kick. And that's really fun. I love that. Well, and and it's also, you know, I, I know from a big band standpoint, you know, you're talking about a lot more than three people in the band. So you've got... <laughs> scheduling you've got economics dealing with all of that stuff and getting together and rehearsing i mean how do you guys chris maybe maybe you can take this one i mean how do you guys even coordinate all that because you know people are rearranging their schedules there's teaching schedules that have to be rearranged there's all this different stuff big bands aren't famous for making millions of dollars for each player every single night they play so you know you've got to have people that really love what they're doing I really love the music and really want, love what you guys are creating. I mean, is that kind of the key? Yeah. I mean, I would say first and foremost, Joel and I have very understanding and appreciative wives who uh, <laughs> let us, you know, uh, uh, create our dreams, but it's just staying on top of it being, you know, the, I think the success Joel and I had is we, because it's a two man operation, we carved our niche into what we do when it comes to scheduling and organizing everything. So we're just, meticulous on emails and luckily we have a space where um an advantage we have is we have a space where we can rehearse regularly um without much interference so and i think the other advantage is the guys are bought in to the band um because we're doing original music and because we're very intentional with paying them the best we can when we can and being as organized as we can you know all we're asking the musicians to do is show up and play. And that's all a musician wants to do is show up and play creative and challenging music. And I think creating that environment, it's hard scheduling, but everybody is pushing forward now. There isn't much resistance. And that makes our lives a lot easier. Everybody in the, it's a band. It's not a collection of readers and that helps. That that's what I love about that. I read the website and that's exactly what you guys get the, the word, the band it's a band you know and that that's the key to keeping things happening and moving forward and also i mean now it seems like i mean i i've watched the band and obviously in covid there wasn't a whole lot of live performances happening but i mean the fact that you guys have this new recording out and i'll what's the name of the recording and let's talk a little bit about this because i just keep calling it the video game big band recording but i mean what's <laughs> what's the name what's the name of this thing because so I the full the full title like, is um joystick jazz the blue shift big band plays iconic video game hits um it's put out by a label in la called i am 8 bit they are sort of video game collectible specialists so they release uh, original soundtracks on vinyl and special special edition cartridges of old school games nintendo games and stuff like that and they've been amazing to work with so we recorded this album in january of 2020 and then the entire world shut down you know a a couple of months later so one of the things that chris and i did uh in covid times was mix this record remotely and um yeah and i it took it took a while to shop it around and find someone who was you know was the right fit for what we wanted to present but uh it's out on all streaming platforms and uh it's available on vinyl from i am 8-bit and we should have some at shows in a couple of months so i am 8-bit um specifically puts out like video game tracks and things like that right i mean so yeah with this recording 
are you guys, you guys must be reaching a whole other audience, man, that would yep. never listen to a big band, I would imagine. Right, Chris? Yeah, that was and that, when Joel presented me with the idea of doing video game music. Um, we, I, w- I was intrigued, but I wanted to approach it the same way, you know, bands of, uh, you know, back in the day, Basie, Vanguard, all those guys, yep. they're co- pulling from a collection of music. And as I learned researching it, there is a whole world, like there's a new real book kind of being formed right now of video game standards from the 80s and 90s into the 2000s. And I said, well, Joel and I believe in big band as an art form, but you have to have the music connect somehow. And, you know, that there's so much music, nobody's recording this in this style. It's a whole new canon. And that was exciting to me because then you could be creative the same way Brookmeyer would have been or Thad Jones would have been and how you're arranging and cultivating it. But it's a language that is more universal today um, than if we were picking tunes from the 40s for big band. Well, and you, you know, you're preaching to the choir because my big thing, and, and we could talk about this for five hours, trust me, um, is to bring in those casual music fans, bring in the younger people, get them over the threshold into mm-hmm. a jazz club, into a blues club where they would never step. And then all of a sudden they think it's like the coolest thing ever because they're there. And then they can go backwards and research everything. And I'm sure you guys didn't just start playing. And, I, you know, Joel, I'm sure you probably didn't didn't pick up a Chick Webb recording like the first thing that ever inspired you to play drums was chick webb from 1920s but you went backwards to learn that you know yeah. and same thing with you chris on guitar i mean i'm sure you went backwards started maybe more of a rock or more of a fusion thing and then went yep. backwards to find west montgomery and all the other musicians so i mean that's the that's the nature of of today and i think that that's part of the reason why you know i always talk about and I say this on the show constantly is that I don't go and see a jazz band play. I don't go and see a blues band play. I go and see Joel bear play. I go and see the blue shift, big band play. I go and see so-and-so play because they're influenced by all these styles. I don't care about, I want to go see them play because I like what they sound like. And what you guys are doing to me is you're bringing a whole generation of kids, you know, eighties and nineties that would kids, I grew up in the 80s. Okay, I'm not that old. But, you know, none of my friends are listening to jazz on a regular basis. But when they come out and they see me play or they come out to a club, they just love it, man. And you Mm -hmm. get that icebreaker, right? I mean, are you guys seeing that at all? I mean, because this has been out for a while. Are you guys getting hit up on social from different people and just like, this is unbelievable? I mean, the album is selling really well. So before we put out this album, we put out an album of originals and standards with Joe Policastro's label, J.Ru Jazz. Yep. And we are really proud of that record, and it's sold so much less than this video game album has already sold. You know, it's just like we love standards and we love playing original music, but we needed a hook. And I think that's what, like, the new Buddy Rich Big Band, when he launched in the 60s, he was playing R&B charts and pop charts. It wasn't the music of yesteryear. It was, like, current music. And I think, I mean, even these songs that we're playing are 30 years old, but they're sort of they're they're stuck in the public consciousness because they keep coming out on new games you keep hearing these themes over and over again so yeah i think we're just tapping into a, a new canon of songs like chris was saying well and, yeah. and you're right i mean look at look at maynard ferguson i mean you know yeah. when he's going, and all of a sudden you know he's playing the rocky theme and everything else i mean and people are coming out they would have never been there but then he would play like smoking straight ahead stuff and he would expose yeah. people to it and that just launched a whole other 
other generation of, of jazz fans, I think, you know? So, all right. So with this, where are you guys playing this, this music? Are you, obviously you can play it at Andy's, but I mean, are you guys getting hit up? Are there festivals involved? I mean, this has to be something that, I mean, I could see you guys playing Lollapalooza with this kind of, thing. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So as, as we launched this record, we're kind of looking at new um, places to play. There are video game music conventions and game conventions and entertainment oh. expos. So we're trying to look at all those avenues to bring this music to people who, yeah, like you said, they don't know big band. They don't know anything about it, but they know this music and it's important to them. So yeah, we're trying to take it out there, man. We're so what's, trying the, to get it out. What, what, what's the next recording? So you got, you got the eighties. Are you going to do like a, a Madden 26, all the music? <laughs> well, so it's funny you should say that, man. We just uh, we just signed contracts for two more albums with this record label. Wow. So one of them is already recorded, and we're going to have to record some, some extra charts for the third one. Um, but yeah, we're kind of sticking with this, um, this mix of mostly 80s and 90s kind of classic video game tunes from Nintendo and PlayStation and uh, Sega Genesis, like those early consoles that were really influential to me and uh yeah uh we're we're playing this this music at andy's but i think the cool thing is like you were saying we'll play a couple of video game tunes and then we're going to play a charlie parker tune and then we're going to play an original arrangement so people get they they get this music that they're familiar with but they also get exposed to some music that we love well and, that, and, and, go ahead, and the other part of it too is the way we're presenting the music you don't need to know that it comes from a video game no um and you know, that I think is important too, because it's, you know, there isn't a tongue in cheek aspect to it. We're, we're treating, we're still treating the art form of big band and jazz and composition with the uh, most respect. We're just picking different melodies and different harmonies to use. Um, but we don't want it to go over anybody's head. If you're a hardcore jazz fan, we want to hit you the same way we're going to hit a kid who just discovered a Nintendo 64 or whatever switch. I don't know what's, what's recent. <laughs> so, but um, it, we're trying to make it accessible, but still elevated for everybody. You know, you know, the thing that, that struck me when, to your point, Chris, uh, when I listened to it, it, it's like, if, if you didn't say, okay, this is from whatever game, I wouldn't be thinking that way. And I would just be like, man, oh man, the arranging, all the layers, all the all the um, uh, counterpoint lines, the soloing, everything is right there, man. I mean, if, if you didn't know what was going on and you sat there, you'd think, geez, this is really smoking, man. I mean, this is a smoking whatever tune this is. This is really happening. And I mean, that's the that's the thing that I love because you have that crossover. You're right. I mean, you can appeal to everybody and you're not being cheesy at all. I mean, it doesn't sound because I was like, OK, what's this going to sound like? Where's the synthesizer? Deep, 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 deep. You know, it's like. Yeah. No, it's not that at all. And that's yeah. really refreshing. Yeah, I think the whole our whole goal was to write music or, or play music that, that we like and want to keep playing and not, you know, obviously there's other video game big bands out there more famous than we are. But we felt like there was a space for us to kind of create lean, mean, big band, just hard hitting charts, um, really in your face without a layer of pastiche, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I feel like we're pretty successful with that. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think you are. I think you guys really. I mean, it, it, it's to go see this live. I'm going to have to get down there on a Monday at some point and see this live because listening to it on the recording is very cool, but getting it live. And then the other point to, I think Chris, you brought this up or Joel, um, 
you know, I was in a touring band and we were playing 50% originals, 50% covers for a specific reason. Cause we were started getting into the colleges, getting into different things and you bring them in with tunes that they know. And then you hit them with your originals. And then all of a sudden you do that a couple of times and they're digging the originals more than any of the covers. And that sounds like probably is what your plan is because it just makes so much sense. I mean, you pull yeah. them in and then you expose them to your own original music and you start to grow a fan base. Yeah. Well, that was what was important early on to make sure we're creating a band. Yeah. Um, and and then we're writing to uh, the sound of a band. I'm heavily influenced by the Vanguard band and, you know, Bill Holman band. And I'm not saying we're anywhere close to what those those guys have been doing for so long. But you could tell that there is a spirit of cohesion. It They were a band. And that's, you know, that was the not being at the same caliber as any of those guys, I knew the one thing the two of us can do is put a band together and then we'll just take it from there. And I feel like we're starting to see the successes of that because there's a sound. doesn't matter if it's video game standards, original King it's the band is the band. And that's, that's very important to us. Yeah. No, I go ahead, Joel. Oh yeah. I was just agreeing with Chris and, um, yeah, like we're doing this video game thing. And one of the cool things about doing the video game tunes is that you can play uh, charts in a bunch of different styles and genres. Like we've got a chart that sounds like an early Ellington thing. And then the next chart sounds like kind of a fusion thing. And there's a thread that holds them together because it's all from game music. But we get to experiment in a ton of different styles and still sound like us, which is, is really fun. Well, I, I, I think it's great. And I, I do remember... Uh, I went to a lot of Grateful Dead concerts back in the day and, and even now. And there was for a whole tour, because I went on most of a tour back in the 80s, two guys dressed up as the Luigi brothers at every single show. So <laughs> if you guys get guys dressing up like the Luigi brothers, you know, you've made it big and they're following you in all your shows. You, you got it made. That's all I have to say on that one. So, all right. Let's talk a little bit about this guy King gig uh, recording as well, because guy he's been on the show. He's been on a couple of, he's been at the hot dog stand. There you go, Joel. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's, he is one of those musicians and I tell him this all the time when he's on the show or when I see him anywhere is that he's that crossover artist, man. He can do jazz. He can do blues. He's got his own sound killing guitar player, obviously mm-hmm. great musician and I, I know that he's done stuff with the, the Chicago Jazz Orchestra, I think, way back, uh, maybe one gig or something at Andy's or whatever it was. And it just seemed like such a perfect fit. So the fact that you guys put something together with him that's going to be coming out, uh, it's going to be dynamic, I'm sure. So what what's the is there a theme behind it? Is it blues based, jazz based? Is it are you guys playing original tunes? Just give us a little teaser on it. Yeah. So I started playing with Guy. Um, I had uh, done a couple of things with him when I was playing with the Corey Dennison band where, you know, we were playing like an award show or something and he needed a backing band. So that's how I met Guy. And then when we started doing original charts and started thinking about what kind of albums we wanted to do, I thought, man, Guy would be perfect. He's got this, like you said, it's he can he can do jazz and blues and pop and soul and um, so the the album is about half his tunes arranged for big band kind of some things from his previous albums, including his last one, Joy is Coming. Yeah. And then some other tunes that I felt like, um, things like Johnny Guitar Watson's Gangster of Love, uh, a couple of Freddie King tunes, a couple of standards. Um, So it's, I mean, if I had to make any kind of comparison, it would be Ray Charles. But as you said, you know, Guy sounds like Guy. He he covers all those bases. So we're really excited about it, man. It's uh, going to be exceptional. 
So you, it's in the mixing process and guys actually putting some tracks down and things. So it's probably looking at later this year, maybe uh, maybe in the fall. Most yeah, we're hoping. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, that's going to be something that we'll, we'll all have to get you back on. And and uh, now that I'm I'm uh, now that we're out of COVID, I'm actually doing some on site around town. So maybe once that thing comes out, I can come down and see the band and see Guy and stuff, and we can talk about that and plug it a little bit more. But yeah, that would be great. Be, be great. That is going to be exciting. So, all right, I want to send everybody over to blueshiftbigband.com to get the recording, to get all the information on the Blue Shift Big Band. Uh, obviously Andy's March 13th coming right up and April 10th and every second Monday beyond that. I love what Chris and Jeff and everybody down at Andy's is doing now. Once they got out of COVID, they've got the, the big bands happening on Mondays. They've got yeah. these steady things. They've got the late night sets going, they're live streaming. It's, it's, uh, it's great. So I'm glad you guys are connected down there and, uh, congratulations on everything, man. I mean, I know about big projects and I know, <laughs> and I know trying to run other stuff and run a big band has to be a, a monumental task. So congratulations to you guys for keeping it going and continue to grow it. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And thank you guys, everybody for watching. As I always say, all things Chicago at chicagojazz.com. And until next time, hopefully I will see you all out on the scene. <laughs>